The dawn of civilization. Primitive. Dangerous. Exciting. The handwriting is on the wall. If the human race is ever going to amount to anything, it needs... The most civilized caveman I have ever seen. Ah, look who's come out of his cave. Hey everyone, thank you for tuning in. This is James from Cave Dweller Music. I have my co-host Brendan with me. Today we have two guests for you, Patrick Schober and Ryan Foster uh, from Slightly Fathers and Monster Riff. Thank you so much for coming on the show. Really appreciate you both taking the time. Thanks for yeah, having thanks. us. Thanks for having us. Anytime. Uh, for anyone who doesn't know who you are or what your sites are, do you want to maybe just explain yourselves and what you do essentially? So I'm with Slightly Fuzzed. Um, we mostly just create kind of funny content based around stoner rock and uh doom and, and that kind of music uh a podcast has grown from there um a few different podcasts in fact um so youtube channel instagram funny stuff podcast that kind of thing is, is what slightly fuss is all about and uh recently uh, more satire which i'm sure pat will will get into as well but uh dipping my toe into the writing world also yeah, and, and Monster Riff is a few things. It's primarily a blog. Um, it started off about primarily stoner rock, and that has expanded into psych and, and fuzz and, and doom and all of the other related subgenres. Uh, obviously, there's a, a Facebook and Instagram attached to that, and then eventually rolled out a companion podcast. And uh, Ryan recently started contributing to the blog. Uh, we kind of go back and forth. We started a satire thread or... Um, category maybe like what six months ago yeah uh, around then and uh so that's been a lot of fun i i had a, a satire blog years ago it never really did anything but i would like posted to it religiously for a few years i called mercury's mailbag and that sort of died out and this has been just a fun way to kind of keep in shape um have some fun have some laughs um try to be as funny as ryan is but that never really quite works out the, the way i hope but it's it's been a lot of fun it has been fun. I enjoy it. And that, that and couple week, uh, that couple week period in between articles is much needed. I, I'm not very <laughs> prolific, but it's, it's, it's fun to get, uh, get rolling every once in a while. Yeah. It's just something different. Uh, nothing serious. It's also like a fun break for me. It's a fun break from just like writing reviews and things like that. Yeah. And for anyone who doesn't know, uh, Kevin Dollar music actually does have a republication partnership, uh, with monster riff and they've shared some really fantastic content with us uh you may have seen a little while ago they actually posted a uh history of uh, introduction to the history of doom uh article that did really well uh, i'm sure a lot of you read that and enjoyed that so yeah if you want to get into the genre and you don't really know how it's a great place to start yeah thank you thank you that's uh that was a fun article to write especially like we were saying before the show my my knowledge of doom is is very limited and that was that was also a good introduction for me to to finally do that article because i've picked up bits and pieces here and there you read things you listen to different bands but that was my first time really sitting down and kind of putting all of the pieces together and sort of seeing how all of the fabric has has sort of woven itself over the last you know 60 years yeah then you did another really cool piece as well that was looking at uh i guess comedy or humor in the stoner scene which i oh yeah I really that was a ryan piece too. Oh, that was, yeah, that was, yeah, fantastic. that was one of my uh, first ones that I wrote for Monster Riff. And uh, yeah, I, you know, if, if all the stuff that I, I look at and do in Slightly Fuzz is humor related, I, I felt like it was time to uh, kind of dig it in and, and show everybody what I'm always looking at and trying to find and stuff. And that was that was a fun one to write. Lots of funny stuff out there. Lots of different ways to be humorous, especially in, in this kind of music, for sure. 
And I, I think that's one of the things that makes the, like the underground part of like Stoner Rock so much fun is I think this is a place where metal, I think, is is a great venue for humor because it's it's hard to just be like pretending to be Vikings all the time. You need a little <laughs> yeah. levity there to kind of balance that out. And I feel like there's a yeah. good, a better balance in like Stoner Rock because it's called Stoner Rock. I mean, that it's already a genre that doesn't take itself too seriously. And I think this is a, a space where you have a little bit more freedom to not take yourself seriously, to have some fun. I mean, how many album covers are there of just like somebody like smoking from a bong or, or you know, making fun of uh, sleep and walking through the desert or something like that? Yeah, right. Yeah, and you look at bands like um, I don't know, gosh, what they called uh, that Simpsons theme one from Australia, um, Doctor Colossus. Doctor <laughs> Colossus, yeah. that yeah. album that's uh, I have a big butt and my butt smells and yes. I kiss my own. yeah. I mean that's a perfect example of that yeah. that stoner humor is not taking too seriously. Yeah, that's such and, a and- good album. It's such yeah. a good album. They're such a good band. And that's what's great about this scene also. And, and that band in particular is that it's not a joke. It's not, you know, just a goofy band. It's like they're good. They make good music and good albums, but, you know, they don't take themselves too seriously. They they have this Simpsons theme that they just keep rolling with. And there's a lot of bands like that that are ha- they have funny band names or album names or they have artwork or whatever it is. But, you know, it's not a joke. It's not like, yeah. you know. It's good I stuff. always loved uh, Red Fang. They always had like yeah. hilarious videos, right. you know. Best. They have the best music's videos, really yeah. killer, and like, oh yeah, it's so good. A Viking video, right? No, it was uh, the uh, beer can armor video. Oh, that's yeah. what it was. Yeah, 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 yeah. That yeah. was for prehistoric dog. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. That was great. <laughs> and then, like, the, it, you have to look any further than that band. Was it uh, Bong Bong Beer Wizards? Oh yeah, that's uh, it's a, it's the name, name. The name. The name says everything. Yeah. Right. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> but uh, I mean, you're right. Metal, metal in general. There are every now and then people have a sense of humor, and sometimes they don't. And I think black metal is probably one of the hardest genres to have a sense of humor yeah. in because people really like to take it seriously. But <laughs> one of the like OG metal gods, like Ozzy Osbourne, he might be the funniest man in like rock and roll like he might be one of the funniest people in in all of like rock history right he was like the prince of darkness so like lighten up a little bit you know yeah (laughs) right right exactly yeah i mean there's lots of bands that do have that humor outside of just like uh, stone and do stuff like look at gua gua is like so commercially (laughs) successful absolutely yeah nothing but humor driving their music it's it's great but and then the thing is people don't take them seriously sometimes but musically they're very talented Mm mm-hmm yeah, yeah, that's what's interesting about Stoner Rock too is that it's it's humor without a gimmick a lot of times mm. too. Like I'm trying to think of a band maybe in Stoner Rock or Doom that's like got that gimmick to them, kind of like Guar. I mean, they have a thing, you know. Yeah. And like I don't know that Stoner Rock and Doom. Well, I don't know Stoner Rock in particular. I I know a lot better, but I don't know if many bands have like a gimmick to them. They they just have a sense of humor. They just don't take it very seriously. Yeah. I mean, uh, you know. There's plenty of metal bands that have a, a an angle, a, a gimmick, or or uh, mm. something. And whereas in Stoner Rock, I just feel like they're like, I don't know, we're we're older, we're old, you know, we have day jobs, we're we're not gonna like try to play up anything. We're we're just gonna go out there and we're gonna rock and and they yeah. can be they can be funny. They can kind of be themselves within a lot of it. Right. I think the exception with Doom is probably like Epic Doom, like uh, the the monk robes and the whole like effect on stage and that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. 
but that plays into that whole sound and i think that really make helps mm-hmm. make it like candle mass is a perfect example like right. even you know like messiah with the robe and everything was just part of the whole feel of the band mm-hmm. yeah it, it's hard now looking at that stuff when i was a kid you know growing up and getting into metal and stuff like i ate that stuff up the mm-hmm. the as gimmicky as it might have been masks you know face paint any of that stuff i'm like all right cool this is crazy i like this and now as a an older person i it it seems corny to me most of the time (laughs) so i like i like that kind of like laid back humor that stoner rock has you know they're not they're not trying to put on you know some gimmick most of the time and i can appreciate that as i've gotten older i've found a lot of that metal stuff to get cornier and cornier as i've gotten older and maybe it's just me but (laughs) i don't know I definitely have had like the same journey where like you're growing up and you like see like the the shirtless like super ripped rock star on stage and you're like oh he's he's so cool and look at him or like you like you see somebody all dressed in like all black and he like looks so tough and you're like oh that's awesome and then you grow up and you're like you're 40 and have kids like why don't you calm down a little bit and I think like starter <laughs> rock is just like the mellow version of of yeah. all of that. Yeah, I think I can relate to it more at this point in my life than I can like a lot of like heavy metal type stuff that I that I used to really be into a lot. I I just kind of, you know, I can relate to this a little bit more. Yeah, I think uh, that's the other thing as well. Lyrically, it's a lot more relatable than a lot of other metal content. If you look at like death metal, black metal, like even power metal, the fantasy stuff like stoners. I mean, anyone can buy a bong. (laughs) (laughs) It's. If you want to buy a van, you want to go cruising in the desert, you yeah. want to get high. Like I can, I can accomplish all of those like tonight, you know? <laughs> yeah, right. exactly. It's, it's the, it's the music that, and I've always, I have friends that are really into like power metal and stuff too. And I'm just like, I just can't do it. The, I'm not going to go slay dragons and stuff. And I, I can't do it. I don't, I don't get it. I can't relate to this at all. I've never been into that kind of thing. Yeah. No, definitely. I don't, I don't think anyone comes to Stoner Rock like for the lyrics first, you know, but Mm -hmm. I, I think that's a funny, a funny like part of it though, is like when you do get a really good lyricist, I think they really stand out in this space. Like Neil Fallon, like he's, he's like a really from clutch. He's like a really gifted storyteller. He has a very distinct voice and like I cherish his voice for being that unique, but he's also really funny in that like James Maynard sort of way, like tongue in cheek, like really just yeah. kind of like, oh, did he really just say that? Like, that's that's super funny. Like um, when vegans attack on 10 speed bikes, like that's hilarious. <laughs> like, that's the funniest <laughs> thing in the world. Yeah. And he'll just like rip those off so quickly. And then like to, to Ryan's point oh, here's another song like um, Fittage by Thousand Mods, like as I'm driving with my angel by my side, like he's just cruising through the desert again. He's got a lady check. He's got a, like a muscle car check in the desert check. He's yeah. just like going through the Stoner Rock list of of lyrics. Yeah, and I'm and I'm not saying that, that lyrics have to be relatable. That's certainly not my point because right, you know, there's right. plenty of there's plenty of songs that I love and even even in Stoner Rock about like going to space and stuff like that. That's that's not necessarily relatable. I guess that's not my <laughs> point, but. Oh, you know. I do want to clarify that was not a dig a thousand miles. I will scream that song to the top yeah. of my lungs down the road. And I'll listen to it when I'm driving through the You know who else highway. we just talked about on on the Fuzz Club was Queens of Stone Age and Josh Homme's kind of sense of humor and in his lyric writing and stuff. And I don't think that anyone really thinks of Queens of Stone Age as like a funny band necessarily, but he's mm-hmm. got this like way of writing certain little phrases that are really funny. Like if you read the lyrics yeah. and stuff, like he's got a really witty sense to him that he's just got like wit just throughout songs and albums and, and everything else yeah he is he's a good bit of uh wordplay yeah like especially stuff that you didn't see well 
who was writing lyrics in, in Caius? Was that mostly Bram Bjork? No, I guess it, I guess it would have been John Josh because he got most of the writing credits, which is part of the reason they broke up. But I, I don't know who wrote. I don't know if that was John who wrote the lyrics. I'm not sure. I don't know. James, Brendan, and do you guys know? No, I don't. I'm sorry. I uh, I know the members, but I don't know who did what. Yeah. I'm assuming he did some some writing for sure. But anyway, yeah, he is a lot more, a lot more humor. Uh, it takes things a lot lighter in um, in Queens. You even see that in like songs for the deaf. Like it's it's just one hour of like radio. Like that that's a concept album that's you know pretty lighthearted. Yeah, mm. I actually uh, I was driving from Palm Desert to uh, Vegas down back roads. And I played Caius the entire way. Um, and it was very fitting. Nice. Yeah. Hell yeah. I, most road trips I've been on, I've, I've played Songs for the Deaf at least at least once, at least like getting out of town. Like I'll put that album on. It's just a good like driving as fast as you can down the road kind of an album. And uh, I mean, that's it's like literally what it's about. <laughs> it's like, yeah, yeah. It's, yeah. That's like the concept, you know. But uh, I've been on a few long driving road trips and that album's always in in that rotation somewhere. Nice. Back when CDs were a thing. I mean, I don't know about now if I just had my <laughs> phone on Bluetooth, you know, but right. back when I had CDs, I'd be like, all right, this one, yeah, and then we'll yeah. go to this one, and then we'll go to this one, and you got to, like, plan it out. <laughs> Do you remember those, uh, like, CD shufflers in the in the back of the car you could get installed, yeah. and you have, like, yeah. it was, like, eight or something, and they just rotate yeah. as they finished? Yeah. Yeah, yeah I never that had was... one, but that was a big deal. I mean, that was a that was a cool thing. Got my disc changer in the trunk, yeah. Yeah, my... no, I ne never had one either. <laughs> my brother had, like, a $500 Ford Escort and he put like two grand worth of like music technology inside of it. It was the funniest <laughs> little car. Yeah. That's I had a, awesome. I had a truck. My first, my first vehicle was a truck and it had like the, the back seat in it. And I filled the back seat with like these 12 inch subwoofers. <laughs> and I mean, it was, it was stupid. It was insane. It was like rattling the, you know, the windows and stuff. But at the time it mattered a lot, you know, back in yeah. 2005. <laughs> It mattered your, your, <laughs> CD, your the CD player out of factory CD player and you know, <laughs> I thought I was pretty tame as like a, a driver and music listener because I've never like tricked out my car like that until like this was a couple years ago I got home and my wife pointed out that the dog always knew when I got home even though we have like street parking because he could just like hear me even with the windows rolled up like coming <laughs> down, the, <laughs> down the road yeah it's the little things that matter mm -hmm. yeah absolutely so humor and all that aside at the moment like 2023 wise who's standing out to you this year what are some of the releases that you guys are, are picking up on that you to dig in oh man that is a packed question hold on let me let me pull up what i've written <laughs> about so far this year and then i'll, I'll get say, back yeah the you know see seeing who like i submitted for doom charts and you know seeing who's who's been on the top of that list like you know, uh, Black Rainbows put out a new album. They're, they're kind of like legendary, you know, stoner rock type of thing. Heavy psych kind of a thing. Mm -hmm. um, personally, that, I love the new uh, The Hail the Void. To me, that's a top 10 of the end of the year list already for me is Hail the Void's Momentum nice. or I album. Yeah. What about uh, the new Mutoid Man? You guys I love that. We were just kind of talking about that, Pat and I, on, on the last podcast. And uh, I love the new Mutoid Man, and I've been a yeah. fan of theirs for the last couple albums. I think it's fantastic. Yeah, so, they're it's really good. Yeah, a friend um, of mine got me into them, and because right, they kept on doing those little um, uh, shows and having like guests on, you know, and featuring people, and 
my friend just kept sending me these videos and I'm just like, this is awesome. And then like come to find out it's actually just a band and you're just, yeah, man, they're awesome. Yeah. So we like, I think, what was it, Pat? Episode two, we did the Cave-In album for Fuzz Club. Yeah, it was like two or three. And uh, I forget the exact that's, order. That's one of the guys from Mutoid Man, right? I remember kind of bringing mm. it up at the time. He's in Cave-In and then yeah. Mutoid Man. And he's got that podcast thing that he does. And then Jeff Matz from High on Fire was on this new Mutoid Man album. They they it's a they have a good like circle of people. He's he's always kind of like surrounded himself with really talented, really great musicians and stuff. Yeah. I have been um earlier in the year I was really taken by that sorceress uh re-release beneath beneath the mountain. That was with nice. like um ALN from Ms. Moore and MSW from Hell. That was like yeah. a super cool blast from the past. Uh, a couple other albums, um, God Sleep, Lies to Survive. I don't think it was as well received as some of their earlier work. I loved that one. It really got out of like the stoner rock mold and was like a little bit grungier, a little bit more like, I'm not going to say pop rock, but it was more like radio friendly. Um, mm -hmm. But the two two albums that I've been listening to a lot were Margarita Witch Cult's nice. self-titled. And then um, I, I loved Ara Layer's Thousand Petals uh, last month. I thought that was an incredible, incredible album. Um, it's some tough competition last month, but um, I thought they did. They're, they're doing a really great job of kind of pushing what stoner rock and doom can be and wow. just melding all of these different genres together into something that's unique. And I think that quality of, of being unique is, is really special easy to get lost in the crowd yeah that is a it's a definitely a unique album that they put out it's um it's a lot of interesting things going on and it's it's hard mm -hmm. to kind of like put it into one you know one box and they do just a lot of different things on it and it keeps your interest throughout it's it's cool so it's one to check out for sure whether you like it or not or whatever it's just like it's one of those things that you should check out and like kind of walk around in it for a while and and you know listen to yeah. it in different places and different scenarios and, and it's just like let it you know, let us do it. Yeah. Thing. Let it bring you places. Yeah. yeah we, uh, we would both dig the uh, Oho Malo Black Life Fever tripping. I don't know if you guys have heard that one. I don't think so. Uh, yeah, it came it's out, good. When did it come out? July 7th. It's, uh, I don't know, it's like, a, it's really fun blend of like stoner sludge and hard rock. Super it's like a, like a kind of more like a, not as uh what do i want to call it uh it's like woe fat almost but like hmm. um i don't know more southern in a way i don't know how else to yeah i don't know i, I called it like life of agony meets crowbar meets woe fat with some motorhead that's, yeah it's that's a good time oh cool that's that's enough to con convince you yeah I'd, I'd do that <laughs> and then there was a really cool psychedelic artist from indonesia uh west java called mud spencer uh, he did an album called Cluon that's just awesome psychedelic. Just really, really good. Cool. Yeah, I don't know and that either. Cool. Bast Bastard Sword. Did you guys hear that one? No. Um, there's like a stoner sludge psych. I think from memory, that was like mostly instrumental, but March 3rd, that came out. And I'll give one more. Uh, Rough Magic, Electric Ram from South Africa. Yeah, um, I like Rough Magic. Yeah, think, they're yeah. cool. That one was fun. fun. We were just talking about the new album from what Acid Magus, it's called, right? Mm -hmm. And uh, what's his name? John John Holiday, I think, from 
rough magic was like a guest on that album it was it was kind of interesting like he threw in like this real like different spin on that song because the rest of the album doesn't sound like rough magic by any means but his vocals are so distinct that it added kind of this interesting thing to that that album which is a great album too i think it came out this month so yeah it's a good it album did i actually haven't checked it i have it in my library i just haven't checked it out yet um yeah. i need to support it because i'm originally south african so any chance i get mm. to uh you know support south, south african groups I, I do what i can yeah um but rough is magic is one of those bands from from south africa that i, I always kind of keep up with because they, they put out a lot of material that's that's interesting and and uh just really good stuff they tour a lot too they like barely in south africa they're always <laughs> around places when when they release an album um yeah. i know he was the lead singer was uh wasn't he hospitalized for a while it's, it's in the description of the album i'm pretty sure oh really um, i don't know yeah i think that's what the album's about uh the oh. new rough magic one from memory uh he, he made like the lyrics are all about his time being like uh separated from society basically mm. gotcha um anything coming out that you're aware of that uh people should keep an eye out for yeah um our a member of the fuzz club um blake carrera from of iwas has a killer album coming out um later this year uh i should i should know the date i think it's i was oh, gonna say october but maybe that could be october the single 13th, okay I, I was gonna say maybe the single is october i don't remember but yeah. the single the single's coming out very soon like in the okay. next couple of weeks and i think october 13th is but that's that's gonna be a great record yeah. um that's the big one on my radar I'm going to check our the editorial calendar. I think there are a couple others that I'm excited about. Personally, um, there's a band out of Washington called Cadabra and uh, kind of like Heavy Psych. It's on it's on Heavy Psych Records. So yes. um, that one's coming out, I think, in October. That'll be good. Hippie Death Cult's got another one coming out in maybe September or something like that. That'd be fun. Yeah. I'm looking forward to uh, Howling Giant. It's yeah. Last Future. That's also in October. That's going to be a good month. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Astral Construct, which is a, a solo project out of um, out of Colorado. Um, he has a project or an album coming out this Friday. So probably by the time this episode's out. Um, that's a really cool cosmic psychedelic project. Uh, Demons, my friends, have an album coming out soon, I think. And then there's a new Cal L, which is like a just like a an EP, like a couple songs. Yeah. Um, that was really cool. And then, and uh, then Ripple Music has two coming out soon. They look pretty exciting. The Appalooza one uh, called The Shining Sun that comes out. I love out. those guys. Yeah. yeah so I, September I, I think I've just heard the one single maybe from that one, but I love their last couple albums. So that'll be a good one. They dropped a second single now. There's two out. Uh, nice. Yeah, and then there's one other one that they're bringing called, which one is it? Oh, yeah, Blood Lightning. Yeah. That's pretty cool. That's yeah, got... That. Uh, it's got one of the guy, I think the singer from Gozu, maybe, which is Gozu put out an album this year that was great. And uh, I think he, that's his like side project is Blood Lightning. And he's maybe the singer in that. And uh, then a says, couple other guys from a few other bands or something. Says guitarist Doug Sherman of Gozu with vocalist oh. Jim Healy of We're All Gonna Die. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> that's a great band name. Yeah. Yeah, it is. <laughs> And then there was one other one coming in October that looked good as well. Uh, La Chinga, uh, Primal Forces. Yeah. Yeah. I hear a lot of people talking about that. I don't know them super well, but I hear a lot of people talking about it. And Ripple has been like 
on fire this year. I don't know, but like it's something they've they've done something. They're they're always good, but this year they've really been like knocking out of the park. Yeah. And first this year. It's not just like straight stoner rock or anything all the yeah. time. They put out some really it weird albums and, and and doom and stoner and they even have like just some straight up like rock psychedelic type lighter stuff that that's been really great they've been on point for this year and, and last year a little bit and yeah yeah doing really well yeah, basically anything they've announced i'll be like all right i'll give it a listen because they, <laughs> i don't think i've heard anything this year that i actively disliked i mean like okay that's not my favorite but like basically the standards like up here there's a band called fire down below that's on ripple i think and it's like straight up desert stoner rock like it reminded me a lot of like caius um this is the one i was talking to you about pat um cowboys and aliens it sounds mm-hmm. a lot like cowboys yeah, and aliens yeah, and they're, cool they're from like the same they're from like the same place like belgium or something like that and i was like <laughs> is this the same guy or something i don't know but it has a lot of that feel to it it's like very deserty very like there's even a I think one of their first singles was called like California. It's just like got mm. that vibe of like the, the lyrics, you know, speaking of like straight up like stoner rock lyrics, it was about like want to see how high I can get drive through California. It was like it was just like <laughs> it was just to the point like here's what this song's about. And it's great, though. I mean, it just it gives that vibe of like cool desert stoner rock. But that one comes out this month, next month, maybe. But I'm kind of excited for it. I think it'll be good. Do you guys hear that album called They Ride from a band called Eero, I-R-O-H, that came out like Yeah, that was super good. Yeah, Um, it was so good. I mean, because you mentioned Queens of the Stone Age, it kind of reminded me of them a little bit in the sound there as well, and Caius to some extent. But I love the concept behind that, like the radio DJ um, narrating the end of the world from like an alt-right perspective. Yeah. Yeah, it was like another, I mean, it was sort of like um, this similar concept to Songs for the Deaf, right? Like, oh, we're going to be yeah. on a radio show for, for an hour. Um, yeah. That was that was a great, uh, great record. Um, we, uh, Monster Riff premiered um, in Exile um, for the, the music video when, when that came out. So oh, cool. they're, uh, they're really cool dudes. Um, yeah, I had him on uh, like an episode of Real or Fuzzed also. It's, uh, it's one I enjoyed quite a bit. Nice. All right. I'm gonna I might hit him up because I love to chat with him about that album. It's uh yeah, I had a good time with that one. Yeah, good dude. Yeah, definitely hit him up. Brendan, I have talked a lot. Do you have questions? You're <laughs> <laughs> no, good, you're good. Um oh a few have been answered through just talking and whatnot. Um well as uh writing reviews and doing all that fun stuff, um, have you had anybody uh tell you to like don't don't publish that or anything like that like just like no don't don't do it or take it down typically typically the music i review is uh stuff that i like and that makes it pretty easy because very rarely am i in a situation where i'm like oh this like i know they tried but i don't really this album wasn't that great i have this review and i have to publish it so it's very rare that I have that I have a review that's like really negative. Um, in fact, we might have only done like one or two reviews that were sort of like a really low score. And it was really, it was like, we had conversations was like, can this band take a hit or not? And it was like, yeah, they're, they're big enough that they can, they can take like a low score and it's not gonna affect their popularity or anything. But for the most part, um, I think bands are really appreciative of the way 
the reviews are formatted um, yeah. intentionally be in like part of the way the reviews are set up is, you know, we do the introduction, do an about the band, do a song by song review and analysis, and then final thought section. And the final thought section is just like, here are the standout tracks. Here's what I think is great about this album. And then here's what I think could be improved. And a lot of bands reach out and say like, Hey, I really appreciate that sort of like constructive feedback. And that's something that we're going to take into account in the next record, whether or not they're blowing smoke at my butt. I don't know, but yeah, yeah. Um, they, they do reach out and often say like, Hey, I appreciate you being honest and stuff like that. Um, and that, that means a lot to me because I, I feel like I have, I owe it to the reader to, to be honest. And it's, yeah. it's not enough to just always say like, Oh, this band's really cool. This song was really cool. Like, let's, let's be honest about like, how could this be improved and let's actually make this a legit review site. And so you have to be able to talk about both sides of the coin. Mm -hmm. um, but I don't, I don't think we've ever had a request to have anything taken down. <laughs> there have definitely been times where I've just like had an inaccuracy where I've like um, had gotten a name wrong or something. There have been like other fights and arguments on monster if from other yeah. debates on things. Um Nick Pipitone of uh, Third Eye, he did a great, great piece. Um, get a ton of traffic on this every day on like the top psychedelic bands and uh, top modern psychedelic bands. And there's like constant chatter and debate in, in the comment section of really, oh, you forgot this band. Oh, you forgot that band. How could you overlook this band? And it's all every just kind time. of like dumb every stuff, time. You know? Yeah, right? you like you can't win. Right. Why didn't you list every band that's ever existed? Like, <laughs> right, right, and that's ex exactly what it is. And then there have been like um, other stuff that is like a little bit more dramatic. But overall, ninety nine percent all the feedback is is good. Nice. Views or anything, but I've done plenty of like parodies of album covers mm. with uh, yeah questionable. I've seen those. They're they're good. <laughs> and uh, I, I've seen them. I've seen the bands like. I'll like tag them or like send them a message with it or something. And I'll see them look at it. It says scene, you know, and then, you know, no comment. I haven't had any like reach out and be like, what the fuck is this? Take it down. This is terrible. <laughs> but uh, I kind of take the, uh, I seen it, but didn't say anything as like a. Yeah. Thanks guy. <laughs> I, I held my breath a little bit when we published your satire piece on the um, electric wizard being sued by the wizard on the cover for yeah all that stuff because <laughs> like i'll be honest like the dudes in electric wizard terrify me and uh <laughs> i was like oh here we go let's see if they say anything and i don't i, I didn't hear anything about it but... i mean i don't know that that we've like reached them quite yet but no. yeah. like i'm i'm reading their book right now um that white rabbit published i forget what it's mm. called but um it's a great great book and it, it's really well like published it's beautiful it's got this great cover and all this kind of stuff and I'm only like a couple chapters in, but yeah, I'm I'm a little terrified of those guys also. <laughs> That's funny. Um, who um, like getting into parodies and whatnot um, or a satire? Uh, what what were you? Uh, what was your first like thought on like trying to get into that? Well, you know, the parodies that that was it. That was what slightly fuzzed was. You know, a couple of years yeah. ago when I started it was just I just wanted to make funny album covers, whether I, they were completely made up or they were parodies or or whatever. I just wanted to make funny album covers with my, you know, background in graphic design and just something to to, to have fun with. 
but right. kind of based in stone and rock. So, you know, that was, that was that. And, and it grew from there and people seemed to like it and, and appreciate it for the most part. And it grew into other things from there, but the satire for me and, and Pat, I won't, you know, speak for you or anything, but watching some other satire places and I don't know, it, it just seemed like they were kind of like taking the low hanging fruit. Yeah. <laughs> just yeah. kind of like making satire articles based around music or punk or whatever. And it just seemed like, really, I don't know, man, I don't know. That just seems cringy. Like there's a writer and I make dick drawings on alley covers. So, <laughs> you know, we could put our skills together and, and do something there. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah like yeah. I said earlier, for me, it was sort of like, uh, here's, here's an opportunity to just like inject a little bit of fun. And um, there, Monster Riff, I feel like, I have an identity crisis inside Monster Riff like every six months. And I would say like last year, I was just kind of burned out on it. I, I just like, it just, it just seemed like a job. And I was like asking around for, for people who wanted to review. And I think as part of that, started thinking about like, how do I keep this exciting for me? And as part of right. that, we started talking about satire. And like years ago, I had dreams of like, um, one of the things I wanted to do in my life was like have an article published by the onion. I also loved cracked in like high school and like college. Yeah. And like, I, I was like working real hard to get something published in there. I will say as a side note, people, people like poo poo cracked for being cracked. It is really, they have a really, really rigorous editorial process and you can submit any sort of idea but you have to like submit the idea. And this was maybe like 10 years ago at this point, this was the process. You have to submit the idea and have like your research and outline ready to go. And then the community will give you feedback on that. And then you have to iterate and then resubmit it. And so I, I had a piece that I, I thought was like rock solid and I submitted it and it got kicked back and they were like, this is a nice concept, but you got to do X, Y, and Z. And I was just like, I'm too tired. <laughs> I'm not going to do that. But anyway, this uh, doing this stuff with Ryan um, was an opportunity to get back into it. And to, to be honest, going into it with Ryan and knowing that he one would be carrying 50% of the load and two Ryan's a lot, lot funnier than I am having him as a sounding board gave me the confidence and the freedom to say like, okay, I, I know we're going to be able to pull this off and it's not just going to be pad at monster. If, just kind of flopping around trying to make a joke every two weeks. Like we're going to, we're going to be legit. We're going to do a good job. And I I've been super happy with it so far. And those are always the most popular articles, unfortunately, <laughs> unfortunately and unfortunately, we put a lot of effort into the other stuff and the satire always wins. <laughs> yeah. You guys just bounce ideas off each other. Like, Hey, would it be funny if you wrote something like this? Yeah, sometimes for sure. I mean, it, sometimes we have like, kind of half fleshed out ideas that will kind of bounce off each other and be like, yeah, yeah. I think there's something there. We'll have to we'll have to think about it and let it roll around a little bit. And sometimes like if I just get, you know, or, or you just get something rolling and, and you write it and, you know, we'll send each other the almost finished piece. But there's been plenty of times where we'll be like, what do you think about this? Is this funny? Is there something? Yeah. Here? Yeah. yeah we'll have to workshop it. Yeah. Yeah. I remember yeah. Uh, the one for the uh, in New Roman times. And then like, I was like, it's, it was so dumb funny. I was like, how the guy was like playing that old timey freaking circus music machine, you know? And he's like, and then like the guy doing the hand bone and it, yeah. it was perfect. You know what I mean? Thank like you. it was, I was like telling James, I was like, this is like us, but dad humor. Like this is a, it's perfect. Like this is awesome. 
you know, I, uh, I, uh, I certainly appreciate it. <laughs> uh, thank you. Yeah, and definitely. I, I think what's funny about it in, in the back end is like sometimes, sometimes the, the idea is like the, the real joke comes to us at the very last second, like right before it's due. Uh, we did a piece a couple weeks ago, maybe three weeks ago, uh, about a guitarist who dies after like he's to clean out his closet and all of his guitar pedals fall on top of him. Oh, and that initially it was the same exact concept, but it was a guitarist who had 27 guitars hung up on his wall and he played his the band played too long, too loud during practice and all of the guitars fell off and landed on top of him. And I was like, that's, that's funny. Like that works. And like showed it to Ryan and he was like, yeah, that kind of works. And like, I was like, actually, wait a second. I think it should be, or was that you, Ryan, that recommended the pedal? No, I don't I, I, I sent it to you and I was like, Hey, this is done, but I think maybe it'll be funny if it was his guitar pedals. Like that makes more sense. Like no one's going to have 27 guitars, but they're definitely going to have 27 guitar pedals. Yeah. And he was like, yeah, that's, that's the way to go. So I quickly, like, I think that morning rewrote it. And then we, we published it. And it, and it was the way to go. I mean, it, it, yeah, it's definitely because this this scene, like everyone it just has this thing for effects and guitar pedals and their amps and all this kind of stuff. And yeah, yeah. I, I think that it, it, it worked, you know, with the with the pedals and you don't you didn't see that until the, you know, 11th hour. But right. And after <laughs> after the other <laughs> articles already written, and you're like, oh, yeah. that's just scrapped now. Yeah. <laughs> Do you ever like uh, write something and then think, Oh, this is going to piss people off. Maybe we shouldn't run it and make changes or... <laughs> all the time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. It's usually like, so we, we kind of talked about, um, I don't know. We've been talking for a while. I don't know if this was in this episode or in beforehand, <laughs> uh, but we talked about the, um, the history of doom article. Right. And mm. the, the end of that article is talking more about like contemporary bands that have had like a really significant place in history. And that was like a really big challenge for me to like say like, okay, these are the four bands that are contemporary and have been around for the last 20 years and are really influential and the bands that are going to stand the test of time. So in 50 years, when we do another look back, these are still going to be the bands that we talk about. Like that's challenging. And so I was sort of braced for for that blowback conversation or this band should have been included. Everyone's going to have an opinion. And uh, you just you just have to be ready for that. And sometimes those opinions are valid. All opinions should be valid, but sometimes they're not um, as informed as they should be. Definitely. I mean, that, that's I think that's part of it with anything where you have any sort of opinion or judgment, like uh, value judgment included. Um, we are coming up on time. Uh, so we'll just quickly wrap things up here. We, I have one last question for you guys before you head off. Uh, it's a little bit of a on the spot one. Uh, feel free to answer whichever order you like. If you were stuck on a desert island, you had a solar powered discman and three CDs that you could listen to on repeat till you got rescued. What would you want to have with you? Uh, I can I can put one out there easily, and I, okay. I mean, we were talking about this not not that long ago. But it's the it's the self titled Queens of Stone Age debut. I love that album, and it it changes with my mood, which is is what I I think makes it a desert island record for me is if I'm angry, it seems like a little bit angrier of a record. If I'm sad, it seems like it's got this sadness to it. If I'm in a good party mood, it seems like a party record and it just kind of changes to fit whatever mood I'm in. And uh, I absolutely love that, that record. That would be, that would be one of them. I'd have to think about the other two. Off right off the, off my hip here, off the cuff, whatever. Um, I would do that R layer 
record we talked about earlier, um, mm-hmm. Blues for the Red Sun. And last year, a couple of years ago, um, this band from uh, Central, or I think it was a Colombian band, uh, Saman put out an album called Montaña Roja, which I, I thought was like one of my front runners for album of the year. I still love going back to that. So in this moment, uh, off the cuff, those are the three I would pick. I'm going to hate that answer in five minutes. Interesting choice. They're, they're a little bit newer, though. I'm surprised. I mean, those are two yeah. newer records. Yeah. Very interesting. Yeah. I guess if I had to keep keep picking, um, maybe maybe a Metallica record or something. Just um, just something I could listen to over and over again. Um, hmm. Astro Queen, Into Submission. It's one of my favorite records. That's a great one. It's nice. always good. It's solid all the way through. I would say maybe that one. Maybe a rap record. Maybe I have to think about some rap just to switch it up a little bit in case I get tired of rock or metal. (laughs) I don't know. Awesome. Well, uh, thanks for so so much for coming on the show. Before you go, do you want to just let people know what are the best places to listen to the podcast, read the website, follow you on socials? For me, Slightly Fuzzed on Instagram is kind of the hub for everything. That's where, you know, I post all updates and all funny stuff and all links and all that kind of stuff. So Instagram is a place to start. Uh, I'm also on Twitter, but it's it, it's a little bit less active. Um, YouTube is where you can get the podcast and all that kind of stuff. But the podcast really is available everywhere. It's on Spotify and, and iTunes and all that kind of stuff. But you get video on YouTube. So uh, start with the Instagram. And if you can if you can stomach it, then you can go off to the other stuff too. <laughs> yeah, and uh, I think the best place to get all the Monster Riff update, updates is just monsterriff.com. You'll find me on Facebook and Instagram. And then um, you can, I think you can find the podcast just about anywhere, but you know, I always point people to Spotify and it's Monster Rift Presents is the name of the podcast. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for taking the time and, and chatting with us. Really appreciate it. And uh, thanks for the humor. Thank you guys. Yeah. Thanks, for thanks having guys. Us. This was a lot of fun. Anytime. Yeah. And for everyone listening home, come back next week. We will have another guest for you. <laughs>